Welcome to the engineer-ish, or as we like to say, engineer minus the ish. The most unique math problem we've been puzzled by, solved and revisited throughout our journey as engineers. I'm Tori. And I'm Drew. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the engineer-ish. Uh, minus the ish. Are we taking the ish out or are we putting the ish in? I'm going to take it out. I'm putting it in. Uh, no. The Engineer-ish, now in session. Another episode of The Engineer-ish. Drew, are you with thing. us? We in this thing. Presente. I feel like I have to take roll just to make sure you're here on time. Why is it that the teacher always called on you when you don't want to be called on? That's just how it works. You, it's like I'm trying to hide in the back of the class today. Hey, you remember? So I just thought about this. So you remember like being in class and say, you know, it's a reading exercise. Everybody's uh -huh. reading in the class. Uh -huh. um, you just look up for a minute. You start daydreaming, and the moment you look up, it's time for you to read. And you don't know <laughs> where y'all left have off. No clue. I don't even know what book we on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I've been there. I, I was the kid. I was the kid in class. They used to get frustrated with the slow readers. Like when, when certain when certain people would go to read, I'd be like, oh, they're going to be forever. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Or I would just start reading. I would read faster while they're reading. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's, I remember them days. I remember them days. Ones. You know, you got to get it in. <laughs> so how are you, Mr. Martin? I'm doing great, man. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm, I'm moving through my week. I'm moving and grooving. Slipping and sliding, you know. Ooh, slipping and sliding. Yeah, man. You know, I'm trying to just trying to trying to be great. I'm trying to be great out here. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're good. Sounds like you're ready for the episode. I mean, I'm ready to get. Off. I'm ready to get this thing popping. But I mean, how are you? Are you going to tell us how you're doing today? I was waiting for you to ask. You I just mean, you, you know, just stopped. Like you, know, you didn't even care. You nah, talking was, about slipping that was a and dramatic sliding? Pause. And I that was, was a dramatic pause. <laughs> That's all that was. <laughs> Waiting for you to ask me. <laughs> What's up, Ms. Martin? How you living? Drew, I'm perfect today. Ooh, perfect. Perfect. I, I'm perfecto. I liked it. I like that. Okay. All right. But yeah, I'm good. As always, excited to uh, get into some engineer-ish with you today. We're adding the ish. Always at no. See, you, you try to throw me off. You know, I, I, I told you about that. <laughs> adding the ish where it's the minus the ish i'm always i always carry a little ish in my pocket it's like it's like fairy dust you know what i'm saying you just carry a little ish and whatever you need to sprinkle it on there uh sometimes i guess that's that's necessary but so let's let's talk about last week a little yes. bit of a recap yes let's go back take us back tori back in the time i feel like you always put it in my corner yes but I, of course man you i, gotta have, kick to us off. I have to jog your memory you're you you're one of those students off. that don't pay attention in class so let me last week we talked about navigating a new normal a new normal the right new normal going to, going back to work going yeah. back to school after uh we've been immersed in all the racism the police brutality and just trying to function really yeah. after after all that's going on so one of one of the key takeaways for for me um just in remembering that episode mm -hmm. is we kind of talked about lim limiting our negativity so yeah. the intake of 
uh, media, social media, you can see so much negativity. You see the police videos on there that yeah. are very trigger triggering. Absolutely. And uh, protecting your energy by any means necessary. If that means seeking therapy, do that. If that means meditating, do that. Do you have, that. You got to do those things to keep you sane. Self-love, man. Self-love. Self-love, self-preservation. So what did you... Is there anything that I missed from from there? I think I think you pretty much I think you pretty much captured it all, man. I think you you hit <laughs> you hit the highlights. You hit the highlights. I um, had the both of us. Yeah, def definitely. I I I know the thing that the thing that really stood out for me was was really just uh, I I I distinctively remember you know talking about love. You know you already know like <laughs> um, and love. and how and how just the the idea of love or the feeling of love you know kind of. Uh, creates a level of peace, creates a, a level of, um, I guess, kind of feeling centered um, with with who you are and, and how you express yourself to others in the world. So Yeah, that's a good one. And we put some positive energy out there yes. to hopefully... Did hit, you feel it? We wanted Music Soul Child to hear it and be like, you know what? Speaking of love, I need yeah. to go perform on that Come holla at us, Music. We didn't forget. And he, yeah, you saw him. So, I mean... You know, we we like friends. I feel like it was like we <laughs> know each other. You stalked him on mean, a plane, like all those different scenarios. <laughs> there was I just mentally stalked him. I didn't like actually stalk him. That's a different. Story. You gonna get me in trouble, man? Leave me alone. <laughs> that was I thought that was awesome that you saw him anyway. So that was no, cool. it was definitely a dope experience. Yeah. So this week we have another um, great segment. So as we talk, we talking about. As we go on the topic time, Mr. Drew. What are we talking about? I feel like this, what I want to talk about in this episode is when when we go to work, uh -huh. does it stop when we exit the building or does it continue? Like we walk out the door and then oh, work, is, work is there. Yes. So I wanted to talk about work-life balance. Like how do we preserve our life outside of work and still work on the things that we need to do that's our important. personal goals that's, that's outside very, of that's corporate america did, do you want you want me to start it off or you want which would, would you like to to do the honors and and uh kick this off for us <laughs> for this balance of the work and the life i feel like you you really got a lot to say because you you just I, I you mean, just I'm excited. you just cut in so i'm, I, I'm I excited like you... you know what i'm saying we can we can definitely put it out there for i'll be honest work-life balance is um it's been it's been a bit of a challenge um, for me uh, because I always want to be you know I always want to be the person at work that's like a go to person. Okay. And and because of that, um, I tend to take on tasks sometimes that I know are going to take me longer than working hours. But mm -hmm. like for me, like it's in, it's important um, you know at work that people know like this is somebody that when we need to get something done we can go ask him. Um, for me, like that's that's what I call my quote unquote job security you're the go-to guy then, <laughs> yeah huh? um so uh for so for me like it, sometimes it's really difficult for me to turn it off when i leave the office um and especially 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 um since covid happened since my office like literally came oh. home uh -huh. um it's even harder to turn it off because it's you know my office is just uh, two chairs to the left of me or to the right <laughs> of me like then you know, from my couch you know I mean, so it's it, it can, definitely can be difficult, um, you know, to to find that balance. But I and I but I'll be honest, one of the things that um, that has really been helpful is just 
like going for a walk, like doing anything that I can do to, to get outside and kind of break up that monotony of sitting at my desk and then working at my computer um, for hours on end. Uh, I mean, that's that's been something that has been hugely, hugely impactful for me. And it's not even it's not even that uh, it's not even that it was something that I necessarily like was like, I need to go outside and take walks every you know hour or every two hours or anything like that. <laughs> It it was literally just like one day I was like, man, I'm just exhausted. Like, Mm -hmm. let me just get up and go outside. And I went outside and like literally as soon as the sun hit my face, I started feeling better. Um, And and, and so, yeah. And like when I started doing it more intentionally, like I started to realize like, oh, this is this is really like helping to not just, you know, make me feel better, but like to lift my spirits and give me more energy, you know, rather than like depleting my energy or anything like that. Um, so that's been that's definitely been one thing um, that's Good, been helpful that for sense. me uh, for work life balance. What uh, what about you? What is what's your struggle area in uh, with work life balance? Um, so I will say work life balance was not much of a problem for me mm-hmm. when I, um, you know, worked in corporate America because I, I don't know. I just always had the mindset that. I was not. I was worth so much more than the time that I put in there. So I just felt like, you know, regardless of you maybe going into work and maybe taking the first hour for a coffee break or talking to your coworkers. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you're not productive all eight hours, obviously. I mean, we're not robots. But either way, my life, I'm there for eight hours. Right. Or maybe I had an hour drive. So that's nine hours of my life that's just like, you know, gone in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So yeah. I always looked at, all that time as I'm not going to put too much time in outside of that. But I did have, I did have instances and I, where I had projects that I was so mentally into Mm -hmm. that I felt like I was still at work at home. So it's not like I'm necessarily, Hey, I'm, I'm putting the work in as soon as I'm not getting on my computer or anything, but still my mind mind is is very much still at work. So I would say that is a problem that I had um at many times and really this wasn't when i was working from home but it was just you know coming home still having it on my mind Mm -hmm. and with that so that was always a difficult one for me um the biggest thing that i I try to do is to just do something completely different like Mm -hmm. to just get my mind off of it rather that was um i'm not i'm not a big fan of reading books but sometimes i would you know take a little bubble bath read a book okay or just bubble bath and a book (laughs) the two b's the three b's bubble bath and a book okay yes i would do like netflix and chill eh? (laughs) man bubble bath and a book i mean you know might have to copyright that and make some uh some merch come holla at me y'all want to holla at this bubble bath and a book (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the three B's is what uh, some of the things that I used to do. And mm-hmm. another thing that I would say was a problem earlier on for me is work would be so exhausting. I'm not a morning person. So I would literally wake up, feel so drained, go to work and come home and felt like I needed to go to sleep again. Yeah. Like I need yeah. a nap. Like I don't know if you ever... Um, then you tell me if you ever had a feeling where you come from work and you're like, I need to take a nap just to refuel oh, myself. Oh yeah, many many a times, many a times have I I felt like that, and and I like the I think kind of where I am now, like how I how I've kind of shifted or, or adjusted um, from that is, is for me like I realized a lot of a lot I guess a lot of the 
the things that I felt like uh, I didn't like about work or the things that kind of stressed me out or that I would kind of take home with me. Um, a lot of it had to do with just my perspective and the way that I approached work. Okay. Um, and and kind of like you said uh, when you were talking about how like you, you knew that your value was so much more than, you know, what you were putting into the company. Mm-hmm. Um, like even for even for me, like I don't consider I don't consider like I almost consider like going to work is just, you know, what I have to do to support my lifestyle. It's not I'm not uh, emotionally involved, like, in, you know, in that way. It was, you know what You're saying? not emotionally vested. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, it's just that's the, what's currently paying my bills, you know. Um, and I, I appreciate that. I don't say that any, by any means to, uh, to make it seem like it's, you know, it's just easy to, to have a job or to keep a job or anything like that. Because especially in today's climate, that's not... Uh, that's that's not necessarily what really is the norm um, right now because there's so much, um, so much, so many companies are changing and changing quickly, and a lot of that is having to do with uh, you know people's jobs and and their livelihood. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think the that the approach that you have to work or the the, the mindset that you have um, when you're talking about you know going to work and doing your work has a lot to do with your the way that you experience you know your your work as well. Yeah. And I will say, just thinking about a little bit of what you said, I became a little less and a le- less and less emotionally vested in work when mm-hmm. I knew that my goal was to not be there for for a certain amount of time. And yeah. just yeah. as an entrepreneur, I think you know, like you you may you may work for a job that you're like, I really like this company, mm-hmm. like they treat me well, but I know my time is very short lived here. So I feel like once you understand that you put like less time you don't allow you have other goals outside of work that you know that you're going to be focusing on so you just become kind of so detached and I, yeah. I wasn't like that in the beginning for sure not in the beginning i was a little more emotionally vested and then it became less and less and less when i knew like this is just short-lived i know what i'm trying to do so it just becomes one of those things so what about what about like um, like earlier on before you, you know before you're in your career like when you talk about work life balance mm-hmm. what about like when you were in school what was what was what was that work life balance you know, not really yeah, work in the terms of like corporate work but work in terms of you know what you have to do and for uh, you know for your studies and and for your scholastic achievements if i may uh, my call them such (laughs) (laughs) that's a good pivot though because i mean not everybody has a job and then we we had to learn we had to learn really fast how to balance things Mm -hmm. when we went to college so for college i want to say i learned by trial and error and it's pretty much by bumping my head really Mm -hmm. because not many people i feel like we buy calendars for school like we buy those little um I I don't even think I called it a so what it's a scheduler but you call it something else. Like I called agenda? it something else in college like an agenda book what do you mean Yeah it is that it's okay. an agenda book but I just felt like I called it something else in high school and college cuz mm-hmm. I had something like that you know to put myself on schedule but it, anyway scheduler um so at first I really wasn't using that like I really just had it just to look at the date and and that was about it mm-hmm. but um I learned the hard way that 
I wasn't going to get a lot done if I was trying to be like really have a social life. And that's what that was kind of important to me to go to parties when, mm-hmm. when I was in college. Mm-hmm. There's party all the time. Party all the time. Party, party, party. Every, come on now, Drew. I know you used to party. Oh, too. I used to go to parties all the time, but it wasn't my turn to talk. So I was letting you. <laughs> okay, so you're going to put me out there because I didn't really. I struggled with this. Tell your story. I struggled with um, work-life balance in college, but I, I do remember it takes me back to a particular time where my friends were going out more than me yeah and i was kind of sad because i'm like i want to go out too but then i had this autocad homework to finish and so i remember talking to my grandma i actually called my grandmother crying like man my friends are going out all the time i don't have a life like this can't be what college is about yeah and so with that it's kind of interesting. I thought about changing my major from engineering at that moment because I didn't have any free time. Oh, but I don't know. I just think it was really about learning to put, not to put things off, not putting homework off, just mm-hmm. getting it done as soon as you can. That way, it opens up that window of free time, um, you know, for you to do more. So, yeah. kind of making making schoolwork first. And then knowing that, hey, when I get done with it, I'm going to have some free time. Because yeah. I just didn't know. I would put it off quite a bit. So yeah. that was kind of my thing. What about you? I, I mean, I was, man, when it comes to planning my time when I was in school, I was terrible at this. Like, I wasn't just bad at it. I was yeah. I was terrible at this. Um, and, like, thinking back on it now, like, I literally, I, I don't know how I passed a, a bunch of classes. Like, I just feel like I, I squeezed by. Um, because it was, like... <laughs> What I realized now, look, really looking back on it, is that I wasted so much time during the day. Like during the day, I had like three classes, so I, you know, I'm, I'm in and out for the most part. You know, what I mean, the classes are an hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I'd never like in my head, you do homework at night. You don't do homework in the exactly. Of the day. Like you wait till the last I minute. Like, I can't, I can't do homework like while the sun's still out. I gotta <laughs> wait for the sun to go down before I can pull out my homework. So I gotta find something else to do. So. Um, you know, and when the evening time would come, like, obviously, like, that's when people are ready to go out. Um, and I wasn't about to miss no parties. Like, I was, that, that was a non-negotiable in my book. Like, <laughs> you I was were like, at nah, the party no matter We're what. going to the party. We're we going to do the homework when we get back or we're going to do it in the morning when we wake up. I, you know, I tell myself all kinds of stuff. Nine times out of ten, it just didn't get done is what, is what ended up happening. Um, and, and my grades reflected as such or whatever. Um, so... I definitely, I definitely, I think that was the hardest thing for me to learn is just uh, really understanding like how to manage my time better. Um, And to be honest, I don't know that I really learned how to do that um, until recently in my life, in the past five years. Um, I think I've really gotten, gotten better with, with managing my time. But even, even that, like, I still think there's vast rooms for improvement um, just because I realize, like I, th- I think about, you know, some some of the people who are extremely successful in mm-hmm. the world, and how, how in my head I'm like, how in the heck are they able to do all of all these stuff. all of these different things? Like they're 24 doing hours. they're doing yeah. video shoots, they're writing movies, you know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. they're recording, they they you know in I don't know they're doing fun stuff too. Like they literally, I, I like I'm looking <laughs> at some of the stuff they're doing. I'm like, wow, like, how do they fit all that stuff in a single in a single day? You know day. what I mean? And and that's what I realized is like they they're the priorities that they have, like they've they've built their habits in a way that they're able to accomplish everything that they need to do. And when they have extra time, they can use that extra time to do something leisurely, something that they want to do. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I, to me, like that's the that's the ultimate goal is to be able to to structure my day and set up, you know, set up my day in a way and have my priorities set up in a way that I can do everything that I need to do early in the day. So, you know, by the time it's afternoon, I can use that time to spend with my family or, you know, to if I want to go out and go to and do something, you know what I mean? Like whatever. That, that leaves me options now to do more of what I want to do and less of what I have to do. Yeah, and I, I agree with that because we all have this that same twenty four hours. So it's just twenty four. It's just all about how you spend it and how you um, schedule your day out, so you can you know have more free time yeah. or just yeah. arrange it so you can do more of what you enjoy doing. So I agree with you because I didn't I didn't learn in college. I, I, I definitely not. That's nah. that's been something that's more <laughs> recent. Like you say, like you asking me about college, I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, why you why'd you ask me that? Because I really what so what about now? Like as an as an entrepreneur, like working strictly as an entrepreneur, it's obviously very important for you to to manage your time mm-hmm. properly. Yeah, um, to work on the product the projects that you have to work on. Um, like how do you how do you set that up? You know, at this point, like not because in the corporate in the corporate space, you kind of it's kind of almost given to you like what your hours yeah, yeah. pretty much this pretty much set mm-hmm. um you know as an entrepreneur you have that choice you have that option now to choose you know when you want you know when you want to to work and when you don't want to work so how do you how do you kind of organize that now and so that's where i use a planner my planner is my best friend i i treat it like in my days, I write a checklist, and mm-hmm. so right now I'm in the school. checklist. The checklist. You yeah. ever you ever heard of the book, The Checklist Manifesto? I have not. I've not. Okay, so that's a book that is actually it's it's a really good book. I haven't read it all, but <laughs> I've read. <laughs> I know what the premise of it is about, and okay. it's just about you know, in order to get everything done, you actually write. You have a checklist so you can make sure that you're getting things done and. Not just the amount of time, but in the order that it needs to be done. So the guy that wrote Checklist Manifesto, Mm -hmm. he was in the the medical field. And a lot of what he was doing was essential to somebody's life. So it's like, if I don't follow this checklist, then, you know, that could cost somebody their life. Yeah, that's important. Like, (laughs) that's very important. And for us, not saying like, we're going to die if we don't get certain things done. But it could be so critical that... It could cause us to be behind or just not accomplish something that we really need to. So, I encourage. I'm a big. I'm a big advocate of of a good planner and writing write, writing things down and checking them off. So that's how that's how I do it. And I want to ask you a question Shoot. because you you know you're in in a corporate space and you're working from home because this this does provide a level of difficulty for the people that are working from home because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of people out here say that they're working harder and more hours at home just because you know the computer is there yep so I know you said you break up you break up the monotony of being in front of your computer by taking a walk but how do you when do you know when to shut the laptop and just be completely done with work because the laptop's always there yeah so i so now i like i literally have some cutoff times that like no matter no matter what unless it's a it's a dire emergency Mm -hmm, um i don't care what i'm in the middle of i'm turning it off like at a a particular usually it's at between 6 and 6 30 okay um and I and I had to start doing that is because like for me like I I I don't particularly like stopping stuff in the middle so it doesn't matter what I'm working on if mm-hmm. I'm not finished with it yet I, I, let me just finish this up right and yeah. then you know and then I'll go do whatever it is that I'm supposed to be next 
Um, one of the things that I realized that starts to happen to me is I'll I'll finish up one thing and I'll be like, oh, I'm on a roll. Like, let me go ahead and start this. Let me go ahead and get this, you know, started off or whatever. And then I get it started and then I want to finish that up too. Um, and so yeah, it, it just ends up drawing out, you know, my night or whatever. And it, it was important, like, for me to, to actually, okay, like, at this time, like, no more work. Whatever's not done, we're doing it tomorrow. Um, just because, like, I was, I was just, like, running myself into the dirt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cause, because it wasn't like I still had other stuff to do. I had just now put it off until really late in the evening. And so now my nights are running into, you know, the early morning. And I still got to get up and do it all over again. Um, and so, like, I, it really took me, like, like using using a schedule and putting things in my schedule. One to make sure I was getting things done during the day. Yeah. Um, but then also, like, so the end of the day, like, I know, all right, I'm I'm ending work at this time, um, and then I'm gonna I can work on some stuff like for my for my own business or whatever mm -hmm. for a couple of hours. I got time to eat dinner. Like, I, that's literally like there'd be times where I wouldn't eat dinner just because I was working on stuff, and I'd be like, oh, I eat when I get finished. Man, oh, I'll, let me do a, this. You and, need you know a raise. I'm, I'm going to talk to your manager. I mean, hey, let them know, man. Let them know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, you know. Um, but like, honestly, like that's just that's just like for me, I get caught up in it. You know what I mean? It's very easy for me to get caught up in it. So now like I have times that I that I will literally like turn things off. Um, even on my phone, sometimes I've, I've turned off the notifications. Like now, nowadays, my phone is always on silent like not even on vibrate yeah I feel um, you. That's just good. because i don't i don't want it to be the distraction like i want if i want to look at my phone then i'll pick up my phone and look at it i don't need my phone to tell me say hey come pick me up like is that why right. you ignore my calls because i, I know mean, this. I have not, to... it's not ignoring it's just that i don't like and literally unless i'm looking at the phone like i don't know i don't i don't know that you're calling you know what i mean like we haven't once our once our ESP picks up, you know what I mean, then we don't have to we don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? You can just dial into me mentally and, and yeah, because I literally always have to call you. The first time I call you, I know I'm not gonna get an answer. If I do, it's I don't know. It's, it's a rare day. But I respect the fact that that you put your turn you turn your notifications off and. For us iPhoneers, it's that good DND. &D. Do not disturb because yeah, yeah. you got to do that sometimes. Like, you really have to unplug. And it's not only from work or school, but it's from anything out. It's anything that distracts you so you can just be in the moment with yourself. Like, yeah. that's so important. Yeah, that, the idea of, of mindfulness and, and using meditation to tap into that is something that I've literally fallen in love with this year. Um, and uh, shout out to the Headspace app. I use the Headspace app or whatever when I meditate. I'm download that. I don't have that. Um, because they have they have guided meditations on there. Um, and I like really like the subject matter or whatever. And the guy's voice is like British, and so <laughs> therapeutic. Yeah, like you know, it's got a certain ring to it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I I think that you know really you have to li like living in the moment is difficult, and and especially in a world. Where you know technology is 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 really you know pushing us and 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 leading us in a, in a lot of ways, um, in certain directions. I think it's important to to really live in the moment and and not worry about the technology sometimes. Just just so there is a separation between you and the technology. There, you guys aren't yeah, like you have always you know always together. Um, that that idea of ba of keeping balance, I think, is important. You know, amongst everything in your life. Um, but especially like when it comes to your relationship with technology and this is uh, this is a new perspective for me <laughs> I've always been an engineer like through and through like man what give me all the technology like I want the I latest want and all. greatest I want all of it 
Uh, but at this point, like I've really come to like I've really started to question and think about like some of the morality of technology, which, which was something that I never really considered before. Um, so, you know, at, at this point, you know, the, the idea of balance and how important balance is when it comes to work or, or school or business or, or anything like all of that, I think is extremely important because, you know, when when you're in balance, it allows you to enjoy the world and enjoy the things that the world is offering you in a different way than you can when you when you're out of balance, when you're caught up totally in agree. the technology. That's 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 what you experience. And, and you know, I, I think it's unfortunate, especially, you know, today, because there are so many people that are suffering with things like, you know, anxiety and depression and, mm-hmm. and all of these other kinds of, um, you know, disorders and things. Um, that that are are real life you know real life issues but the, but I but I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we have lost some of that connection with nature and I think that nature in and of itself helped to balance some of those things out within us because we are also like natural beings of this of the earth um, and and because of you know because of technology and technology taking up so much of our time and our attention we've lost some of that some of that balance yeah totally agree with that and um, recently one, something that I did is I took a two week vacation from social media. And at first I thought it would be like extremely difficult. I need a vacation. Oh, <laughs> easy. Um, yeah, but I felt like I needed to take a break. I didn't really want to do it. It was the first time I've ever taken a break from every single social media account that I had. And I've had social media for uh, you, I think over you feel 10 like you years were going through withdrawal were you, were you a little like mm. the first day Ooh. I honestly I was a little weird <laughs> it, the first day it was like just laying in bed and just knowing I couldn't scroll through Instagram when I may have woke up at like 4 a.m yeah but I use those times like I would write down like different ideas so like ideas started to come and I started doing more writing so it helps you to just tap into another side so I encourage each and every one of you to take a vacation like you know we talk about taking vacations from work but how often do you take a vacation from just social media and you know sometimes just not talking to certain people and that's no shade but it's just really being able to like recalibrate that's what I called it like a recalibration for myself and it was really helpful I'm gonna do more in the in the near future Mm -hmm. yeah you do you need you need that it's a lot of it's a lot of negative energy um that's out there and a lot of negative people that want to share that with you so if you aren't careful like you, you get sucked in you would definitely get sucked in and you'd be you're like i wasn't even mad today like what happened <laughs> what happened and that's around talking with so-and-so <laughs> yeah so um yeah for sure for sure for sure got to learn how to balance um not only from work but just in general social media any of those other things that are taking you off balance from you know, where, where you need mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. So now we're going to balance our way into ask engineer, ask engineer ish, ask, ask, ask the engineers ish, ask us, ask us a question that you need to know who needs to know. So Drew, actually you, you're the, you want me to do the question? you're the man that that's going to answer the question. It's, it's your turn to answer 
uh, the listeners' questions. So you ready? Okay, yeah, let's let's do it. I'm always ready, girl. What? Put it on. Put it on me. And I actually picked this question because I thought it it it, it flowed perfectly with okay. this topic. So I'm okay. I'm excited to see. I'm focused. The, the, I'm focused, man. Yeah, listen, listen, listen to this question. Listen. Carefully. Tell Stout to holla at me, man. <laughs> All right, you ready? <laughs> so I'm a little concerned because what? I'm starting to think I might be a workaholic. Uh oh. I constantly get trapped in email, even when I'm not working, whatever that actually means, air parentheses. <laughs> I often find myself enjoying my day when I see a work email come in just because of the subject. I feel as if I need to see what, what was said uh-huh. or know this email is going to need a reply. And doing so, I often get caught up reading other emails or replying back and forth and time slips by. How can I escape the suction hold of email entrapment? You know, I think she really wanted to say entanglement. <laughs> email e- Email entanglement. entanglement. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> that, that sounds like a terrible situation to be in. Yeah, like work entanglement. So what, would, what, what, what can you tell... <laughs> What could you? What can you tell our our listener? Well, listener, um, I, I'll be honest. I, 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 your question resonates with me because I, I'm I'm notorious for doing exactly exactly what you're talking about, um, and I and I think that to in order to to help separate yourself um, from that, I think you have to you have to create some some rules or some boundaries um, for yourself um, that 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 you really set and that you're willing to stick to. Uh, whatever those boundaries may be, like they're they're up to you, but you have to decide. You know, after a certain time, I'm not I'm not going to answer any more emails. Um, and to and to help you, you know, to help you um, fulfill that, I would always suggest that you know, in your phone under your email settings, you have push settings, and and mm-hmm. your push settings you're allowed to set. You know, after certain times, you don't want it to go go out and find new emails. Like so, it'll just sit there and wait, and then you can put. I didn't know that. You serious? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You can literally you can set the time. Um, you can set it on like certain days. So if you don't want it to like do it on the weekends, you can turn it off for the weekend. Um, and you can you don't. It's not just with like work emails. You can do it with like Like with Gmail. Gmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it with any any sort of mail server. It's always. Uh, it's always there. That's how the server client like connection works. See, that's the computer engineering you. That's what yeah. we need. That's why I need you here. That's why I need you to know, do that. I'm dropping a little knowledge. You know, I try to do what I can. But I mean, it, seriously though, it's it's a it's a very important thing. And if it's something that you're struggling with, um, I know for me, um, when I was struggling with it, like when I saw the notification, it was very hard for me not to open it up. Mm-hmm, but yeah. if I didn't get the notification, I, I was okay. Um, and so, you know, sometimes going that extra step to actually um, disable the notification or to, to set the um, set to push the push notification time to be, you know, a certain time period so that it's it's not going off, you know, in the middle of the night or things like that. Um, I think that's that's what's really important. You got to set up those boundaries and you got to be willing to, to stick to those boundaries. And then the, the last thing that I would also suggest um, is to, to come up with an exercise regimen of some sort. Uh, because Pilates, yes, anything. It doesn't matter <laughs> what kind of exercise. It literally doesn't matter what kind of exercise it is. Um, but exercise helps to get, you know, helps to get your blood flowing. Um, it helps to kind of recharge your body. It helps you to to get rid of some of that stress that mm-hmm. that you're carrying on, you know, from work tasks and things like that. Um, so it also helps to kind of bring your body, you know, back into balance. And and while it seems almost 
counterproductive that, you know, working out or, or exercising would make you more tired. It actually tends to energize you um, because of all of the, the lack of movement that you've had, you know, for most of the Sitting day. Sitting and stuff. Um, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, if, whether it's throughout the week or just on the weekends, like I, I would always encourage you to, to get some sort of exercise routine. Um, it doesn't have to be anything vigorous, just a matter of, of getting up and, and getting moving. Um, and trying to get your, you know, your heart pumping and your blood flowing just a little bit. That would be that would be my suggestion to escape this email entanglement. Yeah, cause that, <laughs> that's so funny. The word entanglement. Jada, Jada, you know what you did. Jada gave us. You know what you did. She gave us the word of the year. Word of the year entanglement. And I think so. I, I'm gonna ask another question, please, to this email to this point. So I, I feel like the work cell phone can be kind of a trap because I think about, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, having a work phone. I had one work phone. I was in my last position. And I just remember, I remember taking a work phone with me on vacation sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And the texts don't stop. Sometimes the manager, he they know that you're on vacation and they're yeah. still sending messages. Yeah. So what would you say to a person that has that work cell phone and they kind of unit they kind of use it as a personal phone too. So yeah, any, yeah. What I would, would you say? I say be careful. I I'm I'm a strong advocate with um, keep them separate. I know some people who choose to like work will give you a cell phone mm -hmm. or they'll uh, there's sometimes like they'll pay a portion of your bill or something like that. Yeah. Um, but the, to me the the idea behind that is if they're paying for the phone they're expecting you to answer it. Period. They don't they don't care what time it is that they're calling. If, if we're paying for the phone, you have the phone. We're expecting you it's to answer trap. the phone. It's a trap phone, when literally. We, yeah, when we call you. So that's, to me, like, I think that's something that you have to be careful with. And it, and it may sound exciting, but but it it's going to come with responsibility. Like, and it, it may not be immediate, but it's at, at some point, they're going to call you when you're not expecting them to call you. And they're going to expect you to, to, to do something. So and, and not answering the phone only gets you in more trouble than than answering the phone and having to do you know whatever it is that that may be going on so i just say be careful with that and and don't mix the two um on one you know on one phone keep a, if you got to have a work phone take the work phone um but if you don't have to have it i mean and you and you don't need it it's not something that that gives you any kind of extra prestige or anything like <laughs> that because you got a work cell phone yeah I agree with that, and I I feel like we could we could have a whole episode about the work phone because oh, yeah, uh, oh. I got some stories for the work phone how it can be it can feel like a benefit in the beginning somebody presenting you with a, a new iPhone and you like a whole second line I can't mm -hmm. wait I got some plans for this but yeah. that work phone could lead you into some. Um, <laughs> Some troubles if if you don't if some you're not more entanglements some extra entanglements <laughs> if you if you if you don't if you're not careful so yeah and, and the other man one more thing about the <laughs> about the work cell phone keep in mind it's a work cell phone so everything that you do on that work cell phone they have the right to to read to scroll to yeah, copy to use to, to whatever that you want whatever they want to do with it. Um, so that's another thing like to think about if you're using a work cell phone, like be mindful of they can what you're everything. using that work cell phone for. Uh, it's not it, the fact that they own it means that they can do it. Doesn't mean that they may, they will, but it means that they can. And if they feel like it, they can you know, access it anytime. Yeah, and that and, and you e have to explain that. So. That and emails like the emails you send, like you may have some coworkers that are your friends. Be careful. I am here to tell you that you can get caught up in that. And I've been caught up 
episode. Oh, that's for another episode, but yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets you into Don't some trouble. Don't get caught up. I'm locked up. They won't let me out. <laughs> that's how I be feeling, man. You know. Yeah. I'd be like, you, look, take me off this email chain. Take me off. Get me off of here. Let me out of here. Don't do it, man. I don't want it. You don't want it. I don't want it. Nobody wants it. So, you know, that's that's okay. It's all it's all good. I sure don't want it. I'm going to tell you that. Let it pass. Let it go by. Well, I think, uh, Mr. Drewski, we're, we finally reached our segment of Awkward AF. Hey, let's get weird. We love this segment. That's how I like it. <laughs> So we know life is full of moments that are awkward AF. In mm-hmm. this segment, we have a list of awkward scenarios that will be generated by a random number selector. We'll be putting ourselves in a situation and letting you know what we would do. So if you can relate or have experienced anything similar, we want you to write into us because we would love to hear how you handled it. Tell us what's up, you weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> This week, who's on the hot seat? Is it me? I think you are on the hot seat, Miss Martin. Oh, dear. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to, to get a little weird, get a little awkward? I'm ready. I have to be ready. You I'm sure? I'm ready. I'm, I mean, I think I want to let you do it in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I'm not ready to read you the question yet. You Come know? on, Drew. Don't leave me in suspense now. You know, I think, you know, when you watch a movie and, and you know that something bad's about to happen, <laughs> and you'd be like, don't go in there. And you see him still slowly walking towards the door. You'd be like, oh, man, this idiot. So you see, you what see. are you doing? I appreciate you caring enough to to look out for me, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get into it. All right, Let's see well, what happens. Come on, come on in then. Come on in then. You ready for this? I'm ready. You've been offered two jobs, Uh-oh. not one job, two jobs. Give me the money. Both offers are attractive with companies, and it's difficult to choose between the two. Both companies say that they want a response by the end of the week. Dang, impatient? And the time comes to make the final decision. You're still unsure which direction to go. How do you decide? How do you decide? Man, you just hit me with a lot. I'm just sitting here like, I don't know. You know, and look, it's not like, this is not like dating today. You can't take both of them home, okay? Uh, Well, you know, there's some, um, what is it called? Not all relationships are uh, monogamous now. So, I mean, you can have the best of both worlds sometimes. uh, Yeah, if you were dating. But this isn't dating. This is work. You can't take both of these home. I wonder if companies will somehow get with the program and allow you to do stuff like that. That's an interesting concept. An open, an open, uh, (laughs) an open corporation. Is that what you're calling Open employment? You're like cheating on your main. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it's open, it's not cheating. Yeah, that's this true. Is, long as long as the there's a, if it's a part of the contract, then yeah, yeah you're right. It's mutual benefit. I might add that into my my business plan. Uh, yeah, you got a competitive that to edge my re- to my resume. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I'm with that. Okay, so you say two positions have offered me um, a package that yeah. you know seems to be it's very similar. They it both look good. good. Both the companies. Good. The companies like look. Look, Tori, we want you. We want you. We can see you here at this corporation. We want you. Okay. Both of them are saying it. All right. What you going to do? They both want me. What you going to do? I wish dating was like that. Because I mean, it seems like they really have some, some attractive <laughs> to, to, to offer, uh, which is rare for dating. But okay, so... What I would what I would do because I've been in this situation before where I I, I had a, a couple of job offers. Okay. And so both they words just be coming in for you, huh? They just yeah, be like, they, yo, I, I, want, want, once in a lifetime. Talents, it, so we it, want um, to bring your talents to this corporation. I'm taking my talents too. <laughs> so, uh, so what I did in a situation like that is I looked at both 
companies. Mm-hmm. So I did research on both companies, and I'm a big. I think I said this a couple episodes ago. Is I'm a I'm a big advocate of pros and cons list. Okay. So what I list have to out. do, you gotta you gotta list stuff out. So what I do, and what I did in that situation is I listed I, I put both jobs side by side uh-huh, so I could get uh-huh. a good good look at them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was it like company A, company B? Did you put the company name? Mottos, logos. How did you separate? Nah, them? nah I didn't do the logos because mascots? I'm like, do companies have mascots? I don't know, whatever. Not <laughs> Company a, mascot. Maybe it was too much. It was too much. <laughs> I don't think companies have a mascot. This but is that, your decision process. That could not be mine. a good idea. But <laughs> so what I did was like I put the company side by side. I didn't put company A. I didn't put company B. I put uh-huh. the the names yeah. just so there was no confusion. Okay. Um, I looked at the benefits package package because those are two very important. So besides salary, let's look at benefits first. So I yeah. would look at benefits and see what both companies are offering because. If you have a company of really weak benefits, yep. that could end up coming out of your salary quite yep. a bit. So, yep, you know, sure. I looked at benefits first, see which one offered the best, uh, rated it there. Uh, and, and and in that case, like, both of the benefits were similar, but there was uh-huh. just, like, there was a little difference between the two. Okay. And then look at salary. Of course, you look at salary. A lot of times they're very similar. We'll just say for this position they were exactly the same. Okay. And then for that, I think about work-life balance. So it just uh-huh. kind of goes uh-huh. into it goes into what we were talking about um, before. Yeah. Like, I want to know the type of freedom I'm going to be able to have because I don't want to be a slave to nobody's job. Yeah. I don't want to be a slave to anything. Don't be a slave to <laughs> nobody's job. I hear you. I hear you. you and do that. So what I noticed for one of them, I just remember it just seemed like my, like kind of like micromanagement. Mm-hmm. So there was two things that stood, and I'm using this real scenario because it, it happened before. So with one of the jobs, I could tell that I was going to be having less freedom like the manager would be watching me a little bit more even though mm-hmm. he was out of state it was like every week I had to present something uh-huh. and it was about you know they wanted to see like some values like some savings values and so I was like you know what I don't think I really want to do this because it seems like it would be pressure yeah uh-huh. and so the other job it was a little bit different and 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 such that I would have been more of the leader in the position and it was just you know different okay. positions usually yeah. the roles are quite different so whatever whichever one seemed to weigh higher on, on my scale of you know this is what I gotta have this is what I'm interested in that's mm-hmm. the one that I chose so are there are there any particular questions that you ask to try to I guess to try to solicit that information like when you're talking to somebody either at the company or while you're going through the interview process? Well, a lot of it for me, and I do I ask a lot of questions in general, but I do ask a lot of questions in the <laughs> uh-huh. interview because I want to get a feel of what it's going to be like. Not only my first day, but my first year. Because a lot of companies, they'll give you this little spiel. You go in there for the first two weeks and something is completely different Like after the the first two weeks. They hit you with the the shiny new car slogan? Yeah, like, hey, so this is what we have. You great here. This is what we have to offer you. And then two weeks later, mm, mm -mm. (laughs) they're taking a lot of miles off of you. So, yeah, um, I do ask questions. I think that's important. Definitely something I, that I do. Mm-hmm. And then that pros and cons list, just weighing the differences between the two. Yeah. And seeing which one I feel like I'm going to be most comfortable and most happy at. That's that's what I would do. So okay. in the end, it's unfortunate. You only got to choose one. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So I mean, had to choose cake, one. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
and a funny thing about it, Drew, just thinking about when I had to make that decision, uh-huh. I ended up going with a company that I wanted to leave eight months later. I hated it. T- so do you feel like you made the right decision or do you just found, you think you found something I better? do. I do because I, I ended up going with one that offered me like 5000 more in salary. Okay. And so that ended up being like a, like a platform to like increase even more the eight months later to mm-hmm. another job. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I made the right decision and I wanted to be in a company that would allow me to do something much different. Like both positions were really different than what I'd done before. They were really attractive. Yeah. But um, one was just kind of like I wanted to get into more of the computer tech side and okay. it allowed me that position allowed me to do that and, you know, be connected with like a, a major, major company that has two O's and a G in the, <laughs> the front of the name. So I'm not even going to plug them. But yeah. shall remain nameless at this time. Nameless. Okay. All right. Okay. But yeah, that wasn't too bad, I guess. I, I That wasn't too awkward. That is, it is kind of it's awkward. It's a little bit, a little bit, because you got to tell, I think sometimes telling people no can be, can be difficult. And we talked know? about that. Yeah. Turning anything. Any proposal down, turning a person down, it it can be awkward. Like just yeah. sending that email out, like you're trying to figure out the perfect way thanks, to tell but them no thank thanks. you, but uh, yeah. I'm good. Can can you do a? It's not you, it's me. Can you do that to turn down a job? Is that? <laughs> it's not you, it's me. It's not it's not your company. It's it's me. I you know I don't think I'm gonna fit. I can't wait till we. I can't wait till we do an episode on uh, classy ways to leave a company. Like two, those two week notices. Uh, you gotta. <laughs> You gotta That's lay it down, ones. man. You gotta lay it down. No, I like that. I, I do wanna, um, I do wanna add one thing because this is I, this is one thing that I that I um, would have looked more into. You know, kind of kind of going into my role or even looking at company, even as I move forward, it's something mm-hmm. that's become more important to me. Um, is what the company culture is like. like oh, yeah. That's you know, what the true. what the people are like. Do, do Is it a company that, you know, really likes to collaborate and work together? Mm-hmm. Um, or do people kind of sit in their cubes or sit in their offices or whatever and, and do whatever it is that they have to do? And yeah, the, for point. me, like, I, I like communication, but I also like to be able to, when it's time for me to work, I like, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Don't come bother me like when I'm working. <laughs> and so there, yeah, there, so there's a, there's a level of that, that, that to me like is important. If I go too far to either side, I'm uncomfortable. And so like, you know, when I, when I go into companies, like that's one of the things that I'm looking at when they, they always do an office tour, you know what I'm saying? They want to show you around or whatever. <laughs> I'm looking at like how people, how other people at the company like are talking to each other. Um, or if people are communicating, if whoever's giving the tour, if they're speaking to people, like as they're going by, or they're literally just giving you the facts, you know what I mean, yeah. about the company. Um, like those, some of the some of those subtleties, just in terms of like the way that they're engaging with the other people that they work with. And that's important. You have to look at that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing that I realized that I was like I never, you know, I never really paid attention to. Um, but but so one thing that that was important to me though. Um, I think there's a big difference between working at big companies and working at small companies. Yes, um, I agree. And for me, I always leaned more towards small companies because I like the flexibility of small companies because in small companies, you usually have to do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, this is your job. You do this, you know, every day, you know, keep going, blah, 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 blah. Um, at, at larger companies, sometimes you don't always have that opportunity to be able to cross train and work in different areas and things like that just because of... No, the, the red tape and such of how they, you know, want people to grow and or True. stay in their place, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever you know, however it is. Um, but I think that that's an that's a, you know, important thing to also think about is big company versus small company in terms of the type of person that, that you want to be. 
Yeah, and I, I love for us at some point to get into some of the positives and negatives that we've seen from big and small companies. Because I have yeah. worked at both, and yeah. I, I know there's pros and cons that I felt for both of them. For sure. I don't really know which one I, I, would, I lean toward now, but definitely that would be a great conversation. So, yep, that concludes our, our segment of AF. hashtag awkward AF. Get it! All right, so moving on into a little bit of, as Drew likes to say, education. Education. Our engineering education segment yes. is where we like to school you guys to put some, you on game. <laughs> you know, put you on game to what we've learned or what we heard in in, in the in the streets. So, yeah. Drew, what up, though? Can you educate us this Edge week? McKay, yeah, let me let me drop let me drop a little knowledge out drop there. Some gems let me drop that, a little knowledge. Drop some gems on us. So, something people something people always tell you, um, you know, when you're going through school, when you get out of school, you know, it's it's a very common saying. You know, it's not it's not what you know, it's who you know, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And so, um, and, and at one point we were talking about you know using social media or whatever. Um, but I, uh, but I also, I think that one thing that, that gets lost on a lot of people, especially when you're, you know, kind of coming out of college, um, and moving into your career, um, is the, the value of recruiters. Um, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people miss that rec- that's recruiters job is to go out and look for a job for you. Um, and the better that you can create a relationship with a recruiter, the more valuable that they are to you because they know what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, you know, as they get you know, later on in their career, they actually have like a recruiter that they work with because they found them a couple of different positions, you know, already. Or they may have found them a really good position um, and placed them well, you know, at one point in the past. And so they want to go back. And for the recruiter, like that's how. The recruiters make, make their, their money, money or whatever. Yeah. So they, they want to see you get the job. They want to see you get paid well because that increases like what they're going to get paid. So they really that, that's their point is to fight for you. Yeah, you know? they're in your corner. They're absolutely. like your lawyer, they're yeah. your realtor. Yeah, they're-, <laughs> they're they're absolutely there to fight for you. And I think that a lot of people just kind of forget that they're there um, and don't really, you know, utilize them to because it's not like. This is, that's another thing with recruiters. It's not like you can just have one. You can have as many, you know, as many that want to work for you as that want to do it. You know, you can. It's not like an anonymous relationship. Yeah, you can no. Have a lot. Polygamy is just fine in the recruiter world. That's, that's that is quite all right. You know, so uh, so yeah, I, that's I think that's a that's a good a good place, especially you know, it, it, looking for jobs can be exhausting. You know, what I mean, it's a oh lot goodness, of it's very. a lot of effort. Um, and even at the point where you've, you know, you've given a recruiter like your resume and they know a little information about you, they get to do a lot of that legwork for you and say, oh, hey, look, we've got an interview here or, you know, I've sent it out to, you know, multiple people, mm-hmm. whoever's, you know, within their network or companies that they've worked with before. Um, and then also when you think about it, recruiters have a different, uh, a different kind of inside track to these companies than you would if you just, you know, got on their website or whatever and applied for the job. You know, you're always trying to find a way to stand out, how to to get your resume, you know, to the to the top of the stack, something that people are going to pull aside and notice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that recruiters have a little bit of they have a little bit of leeway, you know, in there, especially if they've already done the work and built some good relationships with these companies. And so I think, you know, utilizing recruiters um, as a not not necessarily a cheat code, but it's a (laughs) I think I think it's a it's a definitely a value add. Um, that if you're not doing it, it's 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 only it's only going to help you if you if you reach out and do it. You know, you can always Certainly. tell the re- recruiter no. You can be as picky as you want. You know what I'm saying? That's be selective. That's with your their job. You know, that's that's what recruiters are for, and that's that idea of that mutual benefit. You're going to get the job. 
you're going to get, you know, what you want. They get to make a little money because they've, they've helped you out. Um, and so that's, I think, I think that's a great place to go, you know, as you're, you're thinking about jobs, you're thinking about internships, like it's never, it's never too early or too late, honestly, to, to start building that sort of relationship with somebody that, that, you know, you guys can mutually help each other. Yeah, I love that. I'm a big advocate of recruiters and didn't really, I guess, find out too much about recruiters until later so that's good that's really good game to put people on because honestly i hadn't if you talk about a recruiter most people would think about basketball they that they think about sports so when you're when you're talking recruiters they essentially they do the same thing that that your recruiter would do for yep. any type of sports. They yep. want to see you win. They get yep. paid. They get, get you drafted, paid when, buddy. They're trying to get you drafted. They're trying you know to get you in the league. So yeah. yeah, recruiters are really helpful. So let me ask you a question um, about that. Yeah. Do you think there's a specific level of experience or a number of years of experience a person should have when they seek recruiters? And then also, what is the best way? to find a recruiter because a lot of times you know in our like you know where we are mm-hmm, professionally mm-hmm. recruiters reach out to reach us out often to us. yeah so yeah. what happens for a person that's just trying to find a recruiter to be on their side what would you say i mean honestly i think that that so there are recruiters that work in different areas just like you know there's different areas of engineering you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? and in the same way you will find recruiters that work specifically like with people that are coming out of college or people that have been in their career for 10 years, you know, some, some recruiters only work with executives that are trying to change positions. Yeah, okay. They're not looking for anybody like trying to become an executive. <laughs> you have to be an executive have and you want experience. to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's different. It's different recruiters out there. And for me, I think, I, honestly, I think that the keystone of that relationship, you know, has everything to do with the two people. If we vibe, you know what I'm saying? If we get a, get a chance to talk or whatever, and we're kind of vibing on the same level, um, the things that we're talking about, like, or that the recruiter is talking about, or that you're sharing with the recruiter, they're resonating. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying with with you as you're having that conversation. To me, I think that's that potentially could be a good match. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't always, you know, of course, it's not always going to pan out perfectly. Right. Um, but I think that that's that's what's important: finding somebody that's going to be willing to listen to you, that that you're going to be able to listen to, because the recruiter is also going to be able to help you, you know, get your resume looking like a resume of people that get hired. Because again, they're they're in a kind of in a privileged position that they, they know what they're giving to these people. They know what these people are hiring so they can help give you some tips and tricks. Just like, look, people that are getting, getting hired, this is what they're doing. This, yeah, is what they're, sure. this is what they're sounding like. This is what they're looking like. This is what their resume looks like. Mm-hmm. This is how much experience they have. You know what I mean? Like, can give you some of those statistics, some of the information. Salary input. Yeah, exactly. Just, just specifically from the work that they've done. Like, that's, that's the area and the space that they work in. Um, so, so I think that, you know, um, really, you know, looking for a recruiter that that's going to want to listen to your story. You know what I mean? Like that you're going to be able to, to grow that kind of relationship with. Um, and I think that, you know, once, once you're, you're able to create that relationship, then, uh, then I think everything kind of takes care of it from there. Yeah. And I like how you said that. Like some people work with the same recruiter for for years because mm-hmm. I mean yeah. I can look at my my um, email box and I still know some of the same recruiters that I work with and if I worked if I just reached out to them they'd be there they already yeah. know they already know what my resume was like they already know my experience they know what it was like to work with me so it's easy just to you know work we already have a relationship yeah. so that's a great point to get some of these. Uh, connections, network, go to career fairs, um, just chop it up with some some recruiters because they are they're your they're it's, basically your attorney. It's those <laughs> relationships, like they they 
like everybody wants to have people that they can go to that they don't have to worry about like all the other stuff. You go mm-hmm. get somebody off the street, like, or you get to like a resume, a resume that comes in, whatever. You look at it, you never know like what that person's personality is going to be like. Right. And and companies like when they look to hire people, like that's one of the things that they want to that they're looking for is they want them to fit in at the company in some way, like. And so, like, when you work with a recruiter, you you know, like, oh, I know what kind of recruiter I am. I know what kind of, you know, what kind of people that I'm looking for. And he's got those same relationships with the companies that he's worked for in the past. And if it's somebody new, like, if you're fresh coming out of college or whatever, and you're working with a, a new recruiter that doesn't have mm-hmm. a lot of experience, well, then you're both kind of in that same place to to then now create these relationships. Agreed, and again, yeah. like, and when, especially when you're new, get a bunch of them. Like, get some people that have done it before. It's polygamy. Some people, yeah, some people that haven't, you it. know what I'm saying? <laughs> have your cake and eat it too with these, crew, these recruiters, you know? That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. <laughs> this is the one chance you get to have your cake and eat it too, so take advantage of it. So that's great. That's great uh, engineering education for the week. A little game Mr. for the week. A little Drewski game for the week. Dropping them gems. Man, can you believe that it's almost time for us to exit again? It's almost time for class to again, be over. Again? I, I feel like every time we get started, then you tell me it's almost time for us to be done. Like, what is this about? I don't know. It's just like time flies when you're having fun, when I guess. you are having fun. This is very true. This is very true. So before we go... I'm going to give you guys a little bit of inspo. Can you give us some inspiration? I need to be inspired. Well, I got I got to inspire you, Drew. Inspire I gotta me. I got to inspire I'm looking you. For, I'm, I'm looking listeners. for a twinkle to be in my eyes. I'm, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm gonna put and the, I know you I'm got it. put the twinkle in I your know, eye. I know you got the juice now. Now, so me and Drew, this is kind of ironic, but my inspiration this week comes from a conversation he and I had, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was last week. And so... My inspiration comes from the thought of your happiness versus happiness someone else sees for you. Mm. So what I what I want to say to you is ask yourself what makes you happy, what makes you feel happy, and what makes you feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So as people, we innately we know what makes us feel happy. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a either an outer body experience or inner body experience, and we feel it. But there's no like we as people know what makes us feel good, we know what yeah. makes us feel bad. Yep. And so a lot of times we can try to make other people happy. Like mm-hmm. family members mm-hmm. may want us to be certain, a family member may say, hey, you know what? I want you to be a doctor. Hey, I want you to be married to this person. Yep. Hey, I want you to do this. Yep. But that may not be the road or the path that we feel makes us happy. Mm-hmm. So what I wanna say, what I really wanna say is lean into your own happiness and be sure you're living for you and not no one else. Yeah. Like that's really important because we have one life to live. Like and tw- if anything, 2020 has showed us that life is very short mm-hmm. and it's not and it's not promised. And I I think we always knew this, but just there's certain people that have passed away, Kobe Bryant, Chadwick Bosman, yeah. um, even you know a lot of social un- unrest, but especially with Brianna Bri- Taylor, mm-hmm. someone who's just going to bed, you know, thinking I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna do everything that we usually think when we're laying down, what yeah. I'm gonna do when I wake up. Yeah. But she never woke up. Like those kind of situations should help us to realize that you know life is too short to be doing anything else that's outside of our happiness. So. Mm-hmm. 
that that's my inspiration this week. Like we we gotta lean into our own happiness and not the happiness of of what others uh, feel we should be doing. I like it. Do you, do you see the twinkle? It's yeah, I, I see it's it. I, I see it's it. It's like it's like yeah. demon a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. I got not. I, that is beautiful. That that is beautiful. Doing doing what it takes. Doing what's important to you to make yourself happy. That's. That's so. It sounds so. It sounds like such a obvious thing, right? It's not. But it's 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 when you think about your like your life, and I'll say for myself, even when mm-hmm. I reflect on my own life, so often was that not the choice, you know, that that we made, you know, uh, and it's. I think that's. I think that's very profound. It's often. I, I think it's interesting. That oftentimes, it's some of the some of these simplest things, some of the things that we've heard, you know, a million times. That we've that literally we've known all of our life, but we just never Don't really follow. applied it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that that's really true. Yeah. Really, really true. Somebody somebody told me one time that you learn everything that you need to know in life in kindergarten. Somebody, somebody told <laughs> that's me a, that. And you think good, about the lessons that you learn in kindergarten. A lot of it is like well, wash your hands. Yeah, it's going to get you through. Good eighty-five. People tell us that again for yeah. twenty seconds. Hey, yeah. I learned that in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the stuff that you need. Yeah. That, that's a good point. You learn as a as a little youngster, mm-hmm. and you just have to carry it through. So, uh, we are at the end of our episode. Yes, and man. Yes. Thank you for uh, tuning in with us, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Absolutely, man. Peace. Bye.